Good evening. Welcome to the Replenish Me Show. On the Replenish Me Show, we have dynamic, dynamic guests to help female entrepreneurs to stay replenished in their mind, body, spirit, so that they can continue to powerfully impact the world with their purpose and vision. Hello, my name is Cordelia Gaffar, and I'm your hostess. I am an author and a co-author with Oprah Winfrey and America's Leading Ladies, an award-winning speaker, and a transformational business consultant where I help women one-on-one -on -one and with my group coaching programs. Visit my website, CordeliaGaffar.com, to find out more about my world tour, which starts in London, October 2019, and will continue through 2020. Now for tonight's show. Hello and welcome to season two of the Replenish Me show on the Life Coach Radio Network. The most amazing part of this episode is that it's the 18th anniversary of September 11th and I have the perfect guest, Sister Jenna, and we'll be talking about healing thoughts and turbulent times. Before I formally introduce her, I'm going to read her a little bit of her bio. Sister Dr. Jenna is a spiritual mentor, author, renowned speaker, and founder of the Meditation Museum in Maryland and Virginia, and host of America Meditating Radio Show. She serves as one of the evolutionary leaders in service to conscious evolution and was selected by Empower a Billion Women 2020 as one of 100 most influential leaders of 2015. She is an advisory team member of the Million Mamas Movement, Conscious Good Media, and Global Women's Network. Sister Dr. Jenna also served as a principal partner with the Oprah Winfrey Network and values partnership on the Belief Team, a community of individuals from diverse spiritual, cultural, and faith backgrounds, and was awarded an honorary Doctor of Humane Letters degree by St. Thomas Aquinas College for her many years of dedication and service to humanity. She is a contributing author in the book, Mr. President, Interfaith Perspectives, on the historic presidency of Barack Obama. And most of all, she's a voice of influence and particularly needed in the wake of tragedy and increasing violence in the world. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Salam alaikum. Salam shanti. Salam and what's up? <laughs> yes, what's up? <laughs> wow. It's been 18 years, huh? That's amazing. It really is amazing. Wow. Do you remember where you were that day? I did. I was at the meditation center in Silver Spring. And I remembered one of our students left and was going home. And without hearing anything on the news, she just came back to the center, knocked on the door and said, I just feel like I need to be here. And I said, did you hear what just happened? She says, no. And I remembered specifically and just calling my brother who was in one of the, one of the world trade buildings that went down and finding out if he was okay. And, um, friends were calling me. 
and the leaders were calling me to say, um, please, can you pray? Something's going on. I think we're under attack. So it was, um, it was a day to wake up. Definitely. It's a day to wake up. Sad, wow. no? I don't know. There's something about history, you know. Events take place to make us, I don't know, think deeper, go back to God, um, check ourselves, find out what we're doing with life. Um, and because I've not lived on the really dark side, which means an absence of virtues and, and love and compassion and empathy and service, not in this lifetime at least, I've not lived in that area of energy where your whole thinking is just, if I kill these folks or wipe out, you know, millions of people or... We have a connection gap. Let's see if we can get her back. Yeah. There we go. And we have you back. You know, technology was overwhelmed with your, your vibration, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tends to happen a lot, especially around horses. <laughs> get them like. Allocation to you, you know, it just happens. You know, I don't think, you know, I know that when you have a lot of money and you're in positions of power, you can get the best technology to make something make us feel like it's larger than life. And I think if you keep investing in celebrity figures, larger than life images or stories, you start to not value the life that you have. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we recognize the real things in life and the real you so that we can start to build some of that place because we're just going to get caught up in running after ghosts, you know, illusions. I've been there. That's why I'm telling you. <laughs> it's like, I know. I appreciate that wisdom. And it's, it's very true. I, I am, I, I feel deeply that that is what is missing in our world is that we're, everybody wants to be an influencer, but what is it that we're saying? <laughs> mm -hmm. It's yeah. like, uh, what is it they say? <clears throat> uh, empty vessel sounds much, right? Yeah, in Jamaica they go, uh, empty barrel make like a noise, man. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm Jamaican. Uh -huh. And my, yeah, I was born in Jamaica, but my dad's from India. And my mother's African. So she was Roman Catholic, and my dad was a Hindu. And it's always fascinated me when I used to see them coming home from their places of worship. My dad would worship Krishna. And he's all happy, like, what is the food? What is the dinner? <laughs> you know, and she comes in from the church all depressed, like, you know, Medikupa and all of that. And I think it was at that stage of my life as a little girl, I realized that God was an interpretation and that I had a right to interpret God based on what made me feel comfortable. But it's not that my God was different than your God. It's just, I feel comfortable worshiping God. That's a spiritual one for me, not necessarily connected to a religion, but I just know that God is one. And based on how 
I'm having an experience in relationship with him. However, I show up in the world, whether it's as a Muslim, uh, as somebody who practiced Judaism, uh, Hinduism, Christianity, Buddhism, whatever, uh, that I could show um, how beautiful the energy of God's vibrations can be. I'm hoping that's how we're going to somehow end up at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you're, you're so right. We're just really humans having a spiritual experience however we choose to um to to be in that spirituality so i i appreciate the way you shared that i love that you know it's funny because my dad's from barbados and my mom's african-american but i grew up in the anglican church of course right so um but here i am as a muslim so it's like um and that was a result of my own spiritual journey so you know i feel that as I understood spirituality better, that I, um, I just wanted to explore more. And that's, I feel what you're encouraging us to do is to explore more our spirituality. Yes, absolutely. And I think that we're getting there as things get very dark or heavy, we're being turned back to that place. We don't, we don't really have a choice, I don't think. You know, um, that's, I, I think, okay, so tell me your opinion on this statement. I feel like the highest form of self-nurturing is to have a spiritual practice. Come again one more time for me on that one. Sure. I feel that the highest form of self-nurturing, like trying to heal and take care of us ourselves on a regular basis, is having a spiritual practice. Yes, so whether your spiritual practice is religious-based or um, just contemplative, I think that if we can pay attention to our thoughts, to make sure that our thoughts are based on um, peaceful thoughts, pure thoughts, then it could actually be a spiritual practice. So a lot of people think that it has to do with a variety of different things and a variety of different rituals. It's really just paying attention, everyone. We've got to begin to pay attention that our thoughts are connected to something um, aligned with, like when nature is at peace, that's how we're supposed to feel. When a brand new baby's born and you, you feel the essence of its purity, that's how my mind and my heart is supposed to be feeling. And when we're outside of that experience, we're separating our true selves and we're not serving ourselves at the greater level. And that's why we get the conditions that we're getting in the world today, that there's an absence of light in our personality. And um, we're seeing how it looks when it gets enacted upon. When it's manifested, we go like, that was awful, that was painful. But why does it have to get to that point that it's tragic and it's, hurts the lives of millions of people you know there's got to be something that we can check first which is our thoughts um if you feel hurt then right there right there that means even if i'm judging you then i'm hurt and so that thought isn't self-care so instead of judging you can't i just be empathetic and i don't know the more folks that i counsel and sit with and it's been over 27 years now I've been doing this. The more I just find myself going, we're all in this together. 
there's just we're all holding on to some stories stories that we're just not able to release and when you walk into a whole room of people who are doing the same thing you feel like oh well i'm normal <laughs> like when you walk in a room and you're like you're feeling that you're okay and people go what's wrong with you how come you don't have a problem so you feel like you're supposed to have a problem you see so you just have to take care of yourself by checking your thoughts that it's connected to being at peace with yourself and that essence of purity i i love the way you put that i'm i'm wondering it makes me think is this how you ended up founding the meditation museum no um when i was when i was sent here by the brahma kumaris which is my spiritual tradition um brahma baba who is my great great grandfather and the founder of the school of thought he used to always tell us open up a museum in big cities and i used to have that etched somewhere in me and washington has over 200 museums and one day i passed the crime and punishment museum in dc and i went why in the world would somebody open up a crime and punishment museum and i go that's it and <laughs> that sounds dreadful oh my gosh where is that okay don't tell me don't tell anybody <laughs> it, was, it was down no it was downtown i think they actually closed yeah. i think they closed because i haven't seen it around it was by um the Verizon Center, uh, somewhere downtown off of G Street. Okay. But anyway, um, it was always a thought that let's do a meditation museum in which we're not at all into proselytizing, but can't we set it up in a way that folks can just come in and find themselves and, and, and think deeper so that they can find their own confidence and, and clarity about who they are why you're actually here, who is God, and the value of being in service to the greater good. And that's what the museum represents. Tell us about some of the, um, the programs there. I, I've recently, I went to one in McLean this summer. Okay. And it was, yes, it was about self-love. Okay. So some of the topics that you just brought up, it just, it was like perfect timing. I needed to hear that. <laughs> well, we had like last year, there were 320 events between both museums. So it's not a sitting museum, as you can see. Um, and all the credit goes to the staff. Uh, it's not me. I just, I'm not a micromanager. I trust them. I trust them. And ever so often when they get naughty, I show up. And I make them know who's boss, which is not really often. But um, there was one that we did, which was a meditation for Congress. A lot of us as American citizens have been feeling a little bit powerless about impacting change with our political leaders. Uh, there was another one that we did with members of Congress that came to visit um, to show their other side. Um, it's just a lot. Uh, I especially like the programs for young girls under the age of 18, some who are on the borderline of getting incarcerated or who are juvenile delinquents and having them come and sit in a space they would never come in. I teach them how to sit, 
how to speak to somebody and something very simple as how to say hello to somebody, how to walk, how to enter a room for a job opportunity, how to think when they do that. So I've been really enjoying them in terms of that dimension because they need good examples, you know, how to be in there, the example. So just those programs, just a lot from actors to authors to friends, local community leaders and a lot of our teachers from the museum does courses in Raj Yoga meditation and everything is very neutral. You know, uh, since the world is in a very dark place, there must be treasures lingering. So we want to guide folks in finding their treasures in the midst of darkness. And what, what have you seen so far, especially, I'm especially interested in the young girls that you're working with. I, I, would, I would dare say you're teaching proper etiquette. <laughs> Yes, it is proper etiquette with a, t with a sprinkle of um, <laughs> deeper thinking. You know, you have to be careful with these young kids. They're smarter than you. Yes, they are. So um, I think the most important thing with the young girls is that uh, I just want to be with them. Um, I spend like a, a pretty good beginning of the time with them just to be with them. I'm not a teacher. I'm not an adult telling them what they should do. I just want to be with them so they can start to feel what it's like to just be. So, so that's been a very beautiful, rewarding experience back to me. And so that's been powerful. That's great. Well, that's the first part of the segment. I wanted to dive deep into who you are, what you're about, and we'll come back um, and dive deeper more into your mission and how we can heal our thoughts in turbulent times. Mm -hmm. Hello, I'm Cordelia Gaffar, a transformational consultant who helps female professionals to experience emotions in their body to their fullest power. Hi, I'm Aisha Ikram. I'm a transformational coach. I offer clarity on how your mind works and process emotions as a profession and entrepreneur. Not only that, I also help you increase in consciousness and innate wisdom so you can experience life from a simpler and a true psychological perspective. For example, how do you know that you're angry and do you avoid it? When you think you're going to have a bad day, do you actually have a bad day? Allow your body to feel the boil and know that this is an alert, that you have something super important to share and allow those words to emerge in the moment. How do you know you don't have enough resilience to deal with your personal or professional life situation anymore? That's why we're so excited to bring you this beautiful transformation, resilience and transformation secrets to replenish you. This event will help professional women get total transformation and clarity in their mind, body, spirit and emotions. From two women, Cordelia and myself, to you all women, we are happy to announce our live event in October um, in London. So we will share total transformation between Cordelia and I. Cordelia, what will you help 
um, these amazing women uh, for transforming their lives. Giving them permission to just glean from the wisdom of their emotions and actually feel it. And I will help them on the spot transformation to help them with their elusive mindset trap and increase your grounding for embracing innate resilience. So join us in London in October for Aisha and Cordelia Live. We can't wait to see you in person in London on 19th of October. So click the link in this video or in this audio to find out more. And now we're back with sister, Dr. Jenna. And um, <laughs> I wanna really know more about, you, you were saying something about sprinkling in how um, we should think differently. Like, so let's, let's um, as we're going towards, you know, this period of what, we have another election coming up, right? Yeah, and things yeah. are getting really, well, they haven't gotten nasty yet, but how, how, how do we um, delineate what's ours and what's being imposed upon us? Well, I think it goes back to the beginning of our chit chat if your peace is disturbed, it's not you and it's not yours. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. I don't care if you're independent. If your peace is disturbed based on what anyone is telling you, that's not yours. Okay. And um, one is, is that somebody can be extremely beyond their value. They can be um, out of their self-respect and they can tell you something that's derogatory or negative about you. But if you receive that and you're feeling that you're out of your self-respect, that's not you. That's just not you. If you feel it, it's not that what they're saying is true, but it's that there's something inside of me that still hasn't become completely true for me because I shouldn't be feeling this lie that this person has called me or said that I am. And you haven't you had these times when somebody accused you for some of something and you knew I wasn't even in the room. What are they talking about? And you just like, just leave that. Bye, Felicia. No, I'm not even going there. That you just knew it wasn't you. You know, and just like a computer, everyone, when you press in your settings to disable something, um, no matter what they try to do to bring that program into your system, it's not going to come in unless you enable it. So a very deep need to know how the energy of God flows through us, that there is purity and there is peace in my personality. We don't have to all agree on the same things, but there's purity and peace in my personality, and I'm going to enable that always. And when somebody comes with awful vibrations and negative ideas and and racist ways or Islamophobic ways in front of me and I'd be like, but I haven't enabled that. So that's not me and that's I don't think it's you, but you know, I, I really bless you. It's easy on some days. It's hard on others. Some days our personality inside of the soul is swirling in a different direction and it catches me off guard and somehow my 
enable button got pushed and I felt like, how could they have said that? How could they have done that? And that's why I feel we have um, a great opportunity now to strengthen our inner world by beginning to focus on the pattern of thoughts that we are serving our minds with, our beings, our personality. Is your thought in alignment? Is it connected to a virtue, a value, um, an essence about you? Is it without ego? Is it without uh, attachment? Is it without lust? I use this acronym called ALGE. As I was saying that um, I always use this acronym called ALGE, and all my friends always say, come on, you must have some new material. <laughs> and I go, no. I go, truth is truth. You don't have to turn it around. So A for anger, L for G, I mean, L for lust, G for greed, A for attachment, and E for ego. That's our darkness. And that's why the world is in the condition that it's in. Our thoughts have been influenced by the intentions of this vibration. So if I'm talking to you with anger, then the, the, the consequence of that anger, it's going to be more chaos, lack of trust, disappointment, frustration, maybe even returned anger. Mm -hmm. But the opposite to anger would be peace, that I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying. So is there another way that we could look at this? And that requires very reflective people to not come from this very reactory way of expressing, but to be able to just say, no, my mother's going through a stage of, I don't know what it is because it's all new to me. And um, she's intelligent. She's had a great life and her behavior has changed. Um, her thoughts have changed. She doesn't remember certain things, even like cooking, which is one of her great things. And I've not known how to deal with it. And so there are times in which I, I keep her with me because I won't put her in a, an assistant living place. And it's just like a cultural thing. Um, but I was at a function where I was speaking to all these big audience of people and when I got off the podium and the stage about maybe... 10 minutes later, there's my mother on the stage singing Drake. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, how do I cope with all of these scenes? Because in one way, people aren't going to understand. And I don't care about the stigma that people say, oh, it's my God, this is Sister Jenna's mother. Da, 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 da. Right. So I know they think that. And I know they say it. And I'm like, Om Shanti, Salam Alaikum to you too. <laughs> I've got to go through my stuff and you are going to have to go through yours. I wouldn't want it to be this way. To be honest, I, that's not what I want. And I think because of that, I get frustrated because I have a desire for another story, which is not happening for me. So that desire has me split. Here's my reality, but I desire to be in this sort of a setting. And I'm shaking because I'm not addressing what my reality is because my thoughts are focusing on this desire, which isn't even happening for me. So whatever's happening here, I hate it. And so I don't speak kindly and I don't speak with peace. And then I feel so bad afterwards. And I have to go in and I have to forgive myself. And then I will go and talk to her and go, what's the matter? What, what's going on? 
because in their time she's just perfect yeah i love that you brought up self-forgiveness yeah because you know like we believe that forgiveness is something we do to somebody else right we, we give others forgiveness and but to forgive ourselves it just seems like a no-no but i think it's very beautiful that that's part of your processing of understanding yourself so that that was a really great teaching and the funny thing is there was a scene where that had happened and i'm actually very very easygoing and very calm i can take anything you give me and i think one of my ego crunchers has been that this has been so challenging for me of late so something had happened we were all, whenever we're with people which is almost every day that's when she acts up so it's every day and she said something and I just, I just couldn't hold it. And she says, why are you talking to me like this? You owe me an apology. And I goes, I can't apologize to you right now. I'm not ready. And I caught myself and I'm in the car and I'm going, Jen, what are you doing? This isn't you. What's happening to you? And once I was able to sort that through, then I says, I'm so sorry. I don't need, I shouldn't speak like that to anyone. And that's the process, you know, that's the whole process. I, I love that you're sharing something that's so deeply personal because that's, that's the best way for us to understand ourselves. Because I mean, for sure that happens to me. Oh, like a couple of hundred times a day. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure it happens to a lot of our listeners too but to start a different inner dialogue rather than beating ourselves up, right? It sounds to me like you're being quite kind to yourself while you're going through that. It's like, what's happening? You know, like being curious about why would your thoughts go sour, you know, and why, you know, you have this duality going on. So let, take, take us a little bit deeper into let's say we're not as evolved as you, right? You've been practicing and teaching people this for decades. Let's say that I, I really have an anger management problem. Um, where, where do I start on, on trying to be curious about the source of my anger? It's definitely first checking with the way that you're feeling. And if you're not feeling good, and you're feeling pain, start right there, first thing. Second thing is I usually record my emotions on my phone. If I don't have a pen and paper handy, then I'll just talk about exactly what I'm going through and what I'm feeling. And each time I played back, it just reveals to me, oh my God, you're really in a place, aren't you? Or if you were to write down how you're feeling and read it back to yourself, you are the first one that begins to receive, oh, wow, this isn't a good space for me. So you become pretty cognizant of that. So I do, do recommend that you do that. And that's the simplistic technique to begin to overcome some of these um, patches that we encounter along the way. Simple. <laughs> it is. It's so simple. It's, it's like, oh, why didn't I think of that? 
Um, but I think what I encounter a lot with some of my clients is that they're in the habit of numbing their emotions altogether. I actually had one woman tell me that she didn't know that she had anything outside of happiness and sadness. So it happens. Um, I've been down certain paths where I, it's a quiet internal giving up on yourself. It's a thought that you have, and you're not aware of it if you're not spiritually awake. Um, and you know that that thought carries a consequence. So I think a lot of our brothers and sisters have given up on themselves a lot. And they've just allowed the external world and the external movements of the world to just dictate how they should feel, how they should dress, where they should go, who they should date, how they should take care of their kids, and all of that. And so they've just reached to a place within that I don't even know where to start. And so there's a lot of stuff that's just packed in. We have um, a very big garage. And um, a few months ago, I, I would just keep going in and go, I just can't, I can't, I can't attack that garage right now. Wait till a few people come over. Wait till the handyman comes over. Oh, let me wait until the weather gets better. Um, I'll do it. And it never happened. I ended up in the garage because I was looking for something which was in a box. And when I started to go in that box, I started to find treasures. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I started to go in and I started, oh. And then before I knew it, I had cleaned half the garage with myself and three or four more friends that just came over. And I go, grab a broom, <laughs> grab a box, grab that. And about a week later, I'm giving a lecture and I realized that 90% of the things that I had sorted out and cleaned up in the garage, they weren't even mine. My staff, assistant, friends, family, oh, Sister Jenna, could we leave this box here? I'm relocating. Could this go here? And I love my staff, but they just throw everything in there as a storage room. And I realized that I took all my energy to clean up other people's stuff. And I think that's what's happening with 90% of our society, of our brothers and sisters. They have stopped taking care of themselves and a lot of other people's stuff has gotten in and they're trying to find a way how to clean up all of this stuff. And so they was like, oh, my mother is like this and my husband, he did this and he shouldn't have. And you're just trying to sort out all these things and by the time you're done, there's something left over. And you must trust that that little bit that you have left over in you is enough to take care of you. How eye-opening. <laughs> like really eye-opening. So us taking on all these other people's stuff, mm. would you say that that would be a major cause of dis-ease? Yeah, I definitely feel that because we have moved away from our identity of who we really are and we've been getting so influenced by other people's interpretations, impressions of us or just indoctrinations that there isn't dis-ease inside of our spirit and that dis-ease comes from a thought process 
And there's some thoughts like the friend that the client that you shared that she only sees sorrow, so to speak, that it serves a feeling because it can't feel the peace or the happiness or the love. It doesn't have enough patience or faith that if every day I nurture a positive, pure thought about who I am, like quietly when I'm in the car or about to go to a meeting or I have a few minutes, I'll just pause and inside I'll go, Jen, you are soul, you are pure, you are peaceful, you're kind and you're loving. And I keep serving that until it becomes natural. It hasn't become natural yet, but it will. <laughs> and so, you know, that whole process is that you have to have faith in these thoughts that you have power over when you're cleaning the house, when the husband is about to come over who you know is having an affair or the child that is not living up to the bigger vision that you have for them or the girlfriend that betrayed you or the supervisor at the job that has it in for you and never gives you credit. All those thoughts are real, but in between all of that reality, there is another reality that is you and that is you are powerful and that you are pure and you are peaceful and you are kind and you're going to come into this marriage where you know your husband's being unfaithful. You're going to speak to this child even if it's once for the week with that energy of intent and when you see the proof of that practice, your faith and your confidence starts to build in it and then you keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And eventually it will reach its climatic point where it has its turning point. And all of a sudden you're just like, I'm not going to enable that. You know, I'm totally, I'm going to totally disable anything that you say that just looks like it's disturbing my power. And you'll start to feel like you're naturally getting back into your rhythm of being who you're supposed to be. That sounds like we're going to become Neo. Remember Neo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, in <laughs> Matrix. Yeah. Stop and drop. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> you know, everybody keeps telling me to watch it, and I go and I watch it for like, they always say, oh, Sister Jenna, it's like the life you're living. You're going to love the Matrix. I go, oh, okay, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll sit. 20 minutes, I'm done. I go, I get it. He's living my life. Okay, great. Let's move on. But I have seen different parts. So then another time I'll come in 40 minutes later. I go, oh, wow, that's so great. Then, but I haven't seen the whole movie straight through, but I have an idea. <laughs> you, you sound like me. My kids laugh. They're like, mom, sit and watch a movie with me. And like 20 minutes later, I'm like. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I can do comedy, but I can't do anything else. I just, I need to laugh because my life is so serious. <laughs> that I will choose to just give me something stupid, silly, <laughs> nonsensical. I just want to laugh. And that's what I tend to do some of my leisure time when I have it. Yeah, that's that's probably why you named your puppy Happy. Happy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Which you could hear in the background ever so often. Yeah. yeah. But he's he's a cute little guy. <laughs> so um yeah. 
I want to I want to just pull that out for a minute. Um, we've we've covered so many golden nuggets here, but you know, in alignment with our theme, I'm just going to pull out a, a couple of things, and then if you could tell me if you would agree with that, right? If, if that's what people should be understanding. So to heal our thoughts, okay, the the little piece that is us underneath all the layers that are other people, we can find it by taking moments just to pause and first of all change the the narrative inside with i am powerful and peaceful and pure and kind and making sure that we're when we're feeling all the turbulence to record ourselves you know video um voice record or write it down yeah um and that grows over time. And, you know, one thing that comes to mind for me is I, I was making a joke saying that, you know, we'll become like Neo and the, the bullets will stop and drop. But I feel like, one, you know, from in my journey, once I started doing that a little bit over time, I was able to see, you know, what I don't want, what, what I don't want people to say to me how I don't want people to behave with me and I could stand firm like you said you get the confidence right I could stand firm and just say no please stop you're draining me and I don't need that right now move away from me and it's it's such a simple thing to say but like how hard is it to really get there and I, I think that's how we get ourselves you know we allow ourselves to be clobbered you know, we are looking at this special day of September 11th, 18 years later. And you think about those 14 individuals that took those planes and crashed it into buildings and took thousands of lives. For me, they weren't paying attention to their deepest, purest selves. They weren't connected to source because source would never hurt anyone. And so they had began to have a thought and a belief system about people, places, and things. And they believed so much in it that it came into action. So if individuals who were once babies, who were so innocent and pure, and, and their future was bright and ahead of them, could come together as people and collectively decide that they're all going to do this, then imagine when individually I can start to have faith in my, they didn't just do that overnight. They were planning that for years upon years and they had support, right? So it's going to take us some time when we start to pay attention to, uh, I've got to start to feel that the original nature of who I really am is pure and is a very peaceful human being sort of like an angel, a farishta, a deity, um, just a really beautiful spirit. And I've got to be patient enough to understand that that's going to take some time for me to wake up one day and naturally completely know that's just my state of expression. But it won't get there if I don't serve it every day. As we start to serve that vibration of thought, we start to attract people who might be doing the similar things 
or of that nature. And then we create a community without us even knowing. It's all happening naturally. And then we start to create this community. And so I believe that there is a community of us like your show and who you are and the way you show up in the world. That you are having thoughts that are better. That you are going to make yourself always a better version. But there are times that we forget. And there are times that we fall short. And there are times that we feel like we can't do it. And in the midst of those dark moments, that's the, what I call the dark night of the soul, when actually a power that is in me is trying to awaken, but my past and my expectations are tangling it up. And so when you get into that place, you've got to start to wonder, what is the vision? What is, what is the greater vision of me that's showing up? Just like a parent, when a parent always gives a child advice of a better version of that child. You will always tell your child something good, not something bad for them. It depends on the parent, but you know, that's just what you do. And so there is something in all of us that is a better existence. It's just that we don't have a lot of examples. In America, we have the culture of violence. In India, we have the culture of the caste system. In uh, Middle Eastern countries, we have the culture of Islamic fundamentalism. Um, so in many different areas, people, have, we've all just built up narratives in our head that we've believed in wholeheartedly. And it's getting us in trouble. And it's moving us away from the, the, the purity of who we are. But here's the best part. All that we're going through, it's supposed to happen. We're in a big unlimited movie and a drama. And each of us in this movie is being given a script. And we're all playing out our movie. And at the tail end of the show, there will always be a villain. And there will always be a hero. What side are you planning to serve? Because at the end, we're all going to bow. And it's going to say, end of the show. It's time to go home. And so when you bow, will you be the villain? Or will you be the hero? Because even the villain is thinking that what they're doing is right. Even the villain thinks that what it's doing is right. And it's all because they're separate. Inside here, they think they're body and not the soul. You know, so it's, I recommend everyone should do meditation, reflection, that they should start to not run away from these thoughts, but they should run into them. <laughs> You should just run into your thoughts and go, oh, oh, what do you want? You know, who are you? And take some time to look at yourself. When I've gone through my dark nights, I've sat there and I'm just like, what's wrong? It's like everything is perfect, but something inside, what's wrong? And you don't get an answer immediately. You just wait. You call friends that are intelligent. Please don't call the ones that are going to be like, it's all right, it's not bad. <laughs> call the friends that can really take you deeper and say, you got this. It's the way they say it. They say it from a place of experience. They say it from a place of intention. Um, reach out to friends. Journal. Take some time. Listen to good music. Cook. Sort out places in your home that needs reorganizing. 
get rid of things that are taking a lot of energy in your space. Go for a long drive, travel to another state or country, things like that. Thank you for that. That That's beautiful. I, I love to cook, by the way. That is one of my main therapies. <laughs> so we'll come back um, with our last section of how people can work with you and, um, and get some healing. Hello, I am Cordelia Gaffar, and I'm a transformational business consultant. I help women to stay replenished in their purpose and their mission so that they can powerfully impact the world. I'm so excited about my um, upcoming event with a very powerful, amazing transformational coach in the UK, specifically London, named Aisha Ikram. And together we're doing, um, from two women to all of you women, a full day event to help you to transform in your mind, body, spirit, and emotions. And I know that many of us recognize that we have the three parts of mind, body, and spirit, which we hear so often. And the spirit is also interchanged with soul. But in all of those parts, we have something amazing and beautiful called emotions. And we feel our emotions in our bodies. And we, uh, our bodies are a reflection of our minds. And I just can't wait to share with you all the ways that we can become much more aware, resilient, and replenished mind, body, and spirit. And we're back for our final few precious moments with Sister Dr. Jenna. And um, Please, what, are, what opportunities do we have uh, to work with you directly or to benefit from your teachings? You know, I think that, and I say this all the time, and <laughs> so far I've not regretted it, but I think the greatest opportunity you can offer me is to start to pay attention to your spirit. Um, you've got to start to listen to what your deepest thoughts are signaling to you. You might not like them, but they're important for you to listen and to address them. They're important. That's one. And the second thing is to, um, I guess I like when folks listen to our American Meditating Podcast because it's so broad. You know, it covers issues from finance to health to relationships to religion you know, social services and community work. And uh, I ask people to listen to it, not for the numbers, but for the learning experience, because you'll always take away something from it. And um, if you're ever in the metropolitan DC area, come and visit the Meditation Museum. Or if you're anywhere around the world, uh, we have 9,000 branches now in 120 countries of the Brahma Kumaris. So just you know, type in brahmakumaris.org and some of our centers should come up if you happen to want a free meditation session. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of different... Oh, and I'm, I'm speaking along with, I'm opening up for Governor Newsom of California 
And um, we just found out that my very good friend from MSNBC, Stephanie Wu, is going to be offering a remote video sharing on conscious media. So along with Trina Wyatt, Stephen Dynan, and Patch Adams, Patch Adams, we're going to look at the environment of the medical world government, everything. The Visionary Summit is hosted by the Shift Network, and I've had the fortune of being an executive producer for that for a few years now. But it's coming up this, this, this week, actually, September 19th to the 22nd. If you happen to be in Sacramento, California, please come out and tell your friends about it. It's going to be three days of really deep thinking, but innovative thinking about how we can show up in America to make it better. And so Michael Beckwith, too, my buddy, he's also going to be out there. And um, it's going to be that kind of an energy. You know, it'll be political, spiritual, innovative, respectful, you know. So um, go to visionarysummit.com if you'd like to acquire your ticket or come out there and meet with us. It'll be very nice. Thank you. And your main website is? I guess you can go to um, meditationmuseum.org for the local area and for the radio show is America, American Meditating. Dot org if you want to tune into any of the activities events programs and we do a lot of charity funding from the america meditating radio which we love a lot and i think it's fitting that you will be at this visionary conference or summit during international peace day which yes. is september 21st yes i'll be on a panel there with philip phil philip helmick that hosts the Summer of Peace virtual summits and Elaine Whitefeather, who is the founder of the Sacred Spaces for young LBGTQIA youths as a drop-in center if they happen to need support. And she's also um, a, a spokesperson for the Indigenous tribe for Native American leaders. And so we're going to be doing something special on International Day for Peace and um, we've got to just see what peace is, you know. It's, um, peace is an absence of waste and negative thinking. Peace is an absence of waste and negative thinking. Peace is an absence of waste and negative thinking. And so if I can be peaceful, even for a minute, where I stop thinking wasteful thoughts and negative thoughts, then I would have contributed a lot to the planet that time. I yeah. want to leave it right there. I don't want to say anything after that. That was perfect ending to how we can heal our thoughts in turbulent times. Thank you so much for being here with us today on the Replenish Me show. And um, I'm, I'm very honored. Can I tell you that I've enjoyed your spirit as well? Um, you just show up real and it's refreshing and it is replenishing. Um, we're in a world in which it's none of us is to be blamed, but we're just, sometimes we're just not always ourselves. We put on a lot of masks for people and it's okay, just be you and calm down settle and just be an instrument for the divine for god and 
spread love and peace and compassion and when you can't sort it out with yourself privately and quietly and then try to apologize to the people that was in your wave <laughs> of drama um, and do service do a lot of service with your mind with your body with your time with your wealth be of service for humanity and don't count how much you're giving. Just give and keep moving. Your spirit will be well taken care of. Thank you so much. Thank you. Happy September 11th day. <laughs> Same to you. Thank you for listening to the Replenish Me show. Remember, sharing is caring. So share this with a friend. I'm sure that you've benefited and you've learned something new. Now it's time to implement and be the beacon of light that you're called to be in this world. With replenishing thoughts, until next week, good night.